Welcome to another episode of Under the Blanket. And we are under Mirage's blanket, deep in his heart, his cosmic heart, where we see it's all one. Where we see that we are indeed not separate from the most distant galaxy. We are not separate from any person that's ever existed. We are not separate from any level of reality, that it's all us, that it's all one, that it's all you, the universe, right? And I know you're in the Walmart bathroom and you've been up for 72 hours and you're sitting in the Walmart bathroom listening to my show. And that's probably not the best idea, but you know, fate put you there. So try to relax. And you're probably going to soon. So uh, the little gremlins that are telling you to run around naked, they're just probably shouldn't listen to them. Now, uh, I have Joel on the show today. He's been on the show before. Joel, say hello. Hello. Hey. So how are you doing, Joel? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm sitting in my backyard. It is a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Wonderful. And, uh, I'm watching him speak. I mean, we're I'm backstage, and he's speaking, and he's doing a podcast. And there's a body, and there's this physical plane. But where are we, right? We're right here, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're going to do a sh- episode on the Ramayana. So maybe I'll start us off about uh, my take on it. Sure. Uh, that sounds good. Okay. So the Ramayana is a holy book from India. And it's uh, this story about, it, it's kind of like uh, Americans, but uh, probably mostly Americans listening to my show. They'd understand it as like a myth, mm. like uh, a fairy tale kind of thing. Um uh, and that sort of thing, but to a lot of people in India and to some spiritual people, they take it as a has messages, uh, mystical uh, meanings and messages, and it can be like a fuel for bhakti yoga, which is devotional yoga, to get into that oneness. Now, the basic story uh, is very long, but I'll get into it. There's Ram, and he's a prince, and there's Sita, and that's as the hip-hop people would say, who's bitch? But I don't agree with that, because that's not appropriate. That's his wife, his, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that word's appropriate. You know, why Why would you call a woman a bitch? Absolutely. You know, that is. I think these guys that think women are bitches are bitches. Oh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm getting off track. All right, so there's Ram and Sita, and they're married, and they go off in the jungle... And this, this demon king kidnaps his lady and takes her uh, his lady off his pad. And, you know, she won't make it with them. And uh, she's loyal to her husband, even though he has all the great things that supposedly women want, you know. And she doesn't care. She's, she's loyal to Ram. Nothing could, she would rather die than make it with this demon king. So anyway, uh-huh. Ram and see Ram... Through the help of this monkey god, Hanuman, uh, they rescue Sita, they kill the demon king, and they end up happily ever after. 
Now, I haven't read the whole thing. I've read m- much of it uh, years ago, and I've heard lots of spiritual truth about it. And Ram Dass talks about parts of it. And I, I have a lot. I do the Hanuman Chalisa every morning, but I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say on the ego level since I'm into Hanuman so much that I haven't finished the whole book. But I'm I, I'm a slow person with that kind of stuff. Certain things. Uh, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and I'm right in the middle of the audiobook. Did you know Ramdas reads the audiobook version of the Ramian? I have heard that. I have not found that one. Um, I listened to an audiobook version of uh, the Ramayana a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it was about a 16 or 18 hour journey right there. Awesome. Well, I'm into this Ram Dass one, and uh, I, I'm at the part now where Hanuman, uh, baby Hanuman, and he's playing with the sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I find that basically I don't really get caught up in the store. I just sit up straight and me and my lady, my Sita, so to speak, I'm Ram, she's Sita, tantric sex, partnership. You know, we're not married and we don't want the kids. I'm pro condom and I'm no breeder. No offense (laughs) to you breeders out there. I know you want to have a hundred kids and that's fine. That's your business. But some people don't want to have, don't want to breed and aren't into that. And I wrap it up. And, you know, it's all right to wrap it up. Oh, but yeah. I say, it don't feel as good. You guys are lame. You're identified with your body. It's, what the fuck? How can you yeah. have sex when you're identified with the body? You, nah. It's just an expression of love. Anywho, I'm getting off track again. What was I saying? I was listening to the Ramayana audio book, and I let it go through me like Chinese food, and I just be with it, and it feels like this honey. This honey dripping on my soul. And one time, I swear to God, Joel, I remembered a past life where I was in India reading this uh, Ramayana and that there was a sunrise over the Ganges. And that's mm. where I'll, I'll let you take over with uh, your take on the Ramayana or something about the Ramayana. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the book as a whole was was just magical for me. I... I would close my eyes while listening to it and feel like I was there in some way, shape or form. You know, it, it, it can transport you. That is, uh, it's a very powerful book. If you, if you dive into it for sure. Um, the, the first part about it where, uh, where Ram and Sita go into the forest, it's, uh, that part stuck with me a lot because they were banished um, because a, a demoness corrupted one of Ram's uh, mothers. And uh, she said to, to Ram's father, you know, hey, you got to you got to kick Ram out into the forest for 14 years. You got to banish him and make my kid the king. And uh, being a dutiful husband, of course, Ram's father did that. And then being a dutiful son. Rama said, of course, Father, I'll, I'll be banished to the forest for 14 years, and I will serve that, absolutely, because that's my karma. And I, I, I really like that part just because there are so many things in life that, you know, I don't want to do right then or there, you know. Oh, I've got to go pay this bill. Ugh, that's such a chore, such a task. <laughs> but it's just part of it. It's all just part of it, so... If you're being banished to the forest or if you're if you're 
you know, stumbling across all the wealth in the world. It's all just part of it. So let me get this straight. That part inspires you to accept your responsibilities as an individual incarnation because he yeah. just accepted it without any. That's what I get from Ram, too. He just he just is so pure. He's not like, I don't feel like uh, going <laughs> to, uh, you know, my duty today at working at McDonald's, you know, or yeah. I'll say it's uh, so, or, uh, you know, uh, being a lawyer or whatever a person's duty is. I don't feel like it. Ron would just be like, okay, I got to go to McDonald's. Okay, yeah. I got to be a lawyer. You know, exactly. he would just... Yeah, yeah. So that so you find that inspirational to your situation, huh? Oh, absolutely. Um, I get very caught up in the in the little melodramas of the day-to-day, you know, traffic on the way to work. That has been one of my favorite things to work with lately because I'll get stopped at a red light. And then somebody, oh, the light's green, and the person in front of me just won't won't hit the gas. They won't speed up. What uh, would now, Rom do in that situation when someone cuts you off in traffic? Would he would he curse him out? Absolutely not. He would smile. He would it's smile. All, it's all just part of it. All right. Yeah. I yeah. He would do that. I um I get that level, and that level is also inspirational for me. Uh, I tend to really get the most out of it as uh, being inspired for my inner journey of consciousness that Ram is symbolically representing the aspect of myself that is the cosmic consciousness that's part of it all that's the oneness and then Sita is like my individual soul and they're sure. together and they're vibing and then Ravana comes along the ego and captures Sita but Sita won't make it with the ego Sita's always pure to Ram and Hanuman is the guru or the method, the breath, the mantra, yeah. kirtan, bhakti yoga, tantric sex yoga, um, uh, meditation, whatever. Hanuman to me represents the method. Like I even do the Hanuman Chalisa and I sure. my, my all time go to method that the Hanuman is definitely just being here now, just sitting up straight and just sinking into my being and mm. that's Hanuman to me you know absolutely he uh he was bestowed the eight boons where he could change his size change his form um he could cause awakenings in other people just by sight or touch um the kicker with that and you know of, of course you know this doing the Hanuman Chalisa you have to remind Hanuman that he has all these powers because Though he was granted the boons, he was cursed to forget until he was reminded. But once he's reminded, he'll work for you every chance he gets because, I mean, he looks for Ram and everything. Exactly. There's so many gems in the book. I just, I'm glad I've took so many years to really get through every part of it because for yeah. me, like, I'll just work with a little bit of it for so long, you know. Absolutely. Um one of my favorite Hanuman stories is towards the end of uh, end of the saga, and uh, Sita bestows him a gift, um, a little a little ringlet or a, a bracelet or something, encrusted with fine jewels and the finest metals and you know just priceless little item, and Hanuman starts breaking apart every little every little stone and just <laughs> throwing it to the ground and. They all question him, you know, why, why are you so difficult, you monkey? 
you know, I, I can't find ROM in any of these. I, I just don't see ROM in, in any. So they're worthless. They're utterly worthless to me. Uh, and, uh, and his friend says, hey, well, Hanuman, I don't see ROM written on you. What, uh, why don't you throw your body away? And so he grabs his chest, peels back his skin, and written on every one of his ribs, ROM, 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 ROM. Because that's where, that's where he lives in him. Yeah, and that's uh, uh, Maraji. Uh, the show's named after Under the Blanket, Maraji the Blanket Guru. Uh, his mantra, he was Ram. And even though he was a fully realized being, he did his mantra as a celebration. Kinda, Absolutely. You know, just, yeah. So, yeah, uh, is... Joel, I want to, you know, the Hanuman Chalisa, you do that practice, right? Um, I've been getting into it. I've, I've done other kirtans a lot more um the hanuman chalisa is still one of those uh kind of intimidating things to me just because of the the length of it yeah i agree um i used to not i used to shy away from that particular uh uh, bhajan spiritual Mm -hmm. song uh Mm -hmm. but until i had this dream and if you don't mind uh i'm gonna read it for you and the listeners oh please uh, it's a dream that got me to do the Hanuman Chalisa. And ever since I had this dream, which is the astral plane, the plane you're listening to now, person in Walmart, is the physical plane. And the part where the gremlins that tell you to run around naked, that's the astral plane. And that's what we dream of. <laughs> anyway, this is the dream. Uh, on a very vivid astral plane, I had a detailed adventure. Involving cell phones, sex, meditation, spaceships, hidden riches, and it all led to a Ram Dass lecture. He was wearing white and had a long beard like he did in the late 1960s. He, is, he, was, he was making all these hippies laugh while I'm away from everyone in this cave of some sort. I want to get out of the cave, but they're all like, the cave's sacred. Like. And I start meditating and I feel ecstasy. Then uh, all these um, Muslim women beg me to read the Quran in the sacred, holy Islamic spot. And it feels right in my heart. So I start reading it. As I read it, they are crying and they throw confetti all on me. And I feel the grace of the oneness through the Allah manifestation. Later, as I fly around, I end up as a pool ball. So I wasn't like a, in a human body. I was like a sphere. And I was in this pool ball, and I go into a pocket in the pool table. And all these words are saying that they're building up, that a great spiritual secret is about to re- be revealed. And I'm wondering about what it's going to be. And I reach the end, and it says, the secret of Ram, the Hanuman Chalisa. And there's Neem Kroll Baba, and he's glowing, the blanket girl under the blanket. And he looks at me, and I feel one with that love. And I chant Ram, and I feel the bliss of knowing, finally, the secret of Ram. And then he puts on the head of Hanuman. Uh, Ma walks up. He tells her something in Hindi, and they walk away. And there's more to the dream, but I'm going to stop right there. So, you know, I started... Uh, right after that dream, it was just so powerful. It might not seem much to maybe the person in Walmart, but you know, it was powerful to me enough that since that day, every single day, I've done that practice along with 
the just be meditation on the guided Ramdas. And I tell you, mm-hmm. it has made a difference. I feel like content. Like no matter like whatever happens, it's okay. It's all right, you know. That's right. And that's uh you know, a big thing that the that the Ramayana did for me was uh kind of reaffirm my my utter understanding that Ram, Krishna, you know, they're they're looking out for us. They they have what's they know what's gonna happen. They they've already got it set out, they're ready ready for us to come home whenever we become ready. And as long as as long as we're giving our the fruits of our labor, I guess, um, as long as we're giving it all to them, they're gonna they're gonna reward us. And that's what the Hanuman Chalisa is all about is just asking for Hanuman's help to overcome every obstacle, every difficulty to to help in uh, deflate your ego is is one of the one of the big portions from my understanding of it um i know well, that, that Maher- brings up an interesting issue with uh some bhakti yogis that i've encountered where uh when they get close to say realizing that ram or krishna for whoever they are devoted to, the Divine Mother Kali, when they come close to that realization that they are one with their uh, uh, the deity they're devoting to, they freak out. They, like, hold back to keep this sort of ecstasy of dualism. Sure. In fact, to the point, I, met, I knew this guy online. Uh, I forget his name, but he was very, very upset with me talking about oneness. And he mm. would, uh put me down for being into it and saying I'm God and everybody's God's all one. That guy, he's like, get off that trip. Come back to, you're a child of God. You're a soldier of Jah. He was into this soldier of Jah thing. Uh, yeah. And that was great. He could go on whatever trip he wants to. Absolutely. And he could put me down if he wants to. And that was all cool. But ultimately, isn't that a trap? Because I think that is a trap to look at it like that. And it's just another ego trip because you're separate. Anything, any trip about separation is an ego trip. Even Hanuman, he went, Ram said, I'll give you any boon in the free world. What did Hanuman yeah. say? I just want to be free from the tentacles of my own ego. I mean, can right. you talk to that? Yeah. Um, that That is, uh, you're absolutely right with the, uh, the bhakti practice. Um, it gets you close close to the oneness but but it's inherently dualistic because it's you and you're serving them and as long as there's a them there's there's not that unity there's not that harmony and uh you know that's that was the understanding that i kind of gathered from from the bhakti practice was that it was just a basically a stepping stone it gets you off of this channel and let you play in the other channels a little bit simultaneously. Uh, yeah, I think it's beautiful. And if someone doesn't feel, uh, wants to rub the door handle and not go through the door, that's fine. I yeah. Mean, perhaps they're not ready due to their karma or whatever. But, you exactly. know, once they're ready, they could walk through the door. And it's funny because you could still get have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. Because once you yep. go and you see it's all one, you play as the two. Yeah. You still might do bhakti stuff. Like Absolutely. Ramana Maharshi did bhakti stuff. Neem Kro Baba. 
So you go totally in the oneness, and then you come back and you play as the two. Exactly. The, yeah. And yeah, when it's when it's just that play, that Leela, that you're golden. You're you're just having fun with it, no matter what happens, no matter what life situation occurs. It's just a life situation, because you know you can go back through that door anytime because it's there. It's forever. It's eternal. It's never going away. You can always go back through that door, and and when you have that opportunity, like what what bad can happen? What problem is right now? You know, there's always a problem in the future or something in the past that you know you got to worry about. But right now, there's no problem, and that's that's where the door is. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's like, you know, when it comes to that issue of bad things, that, I mean, didn't it say in the Gita, where if you see everything in yourself, you have nothing to fear? So, because, you know, right. if you're in that state, why would you get hit by a car, so to speak, you know? Yeah. If um, you'd be one with the car, you'd be one with the whole scene, and yeah. you'd flow... So your incarnation wouldn't hit the car, right? Exactly. I mean, ideally. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you still get hit by the car, but you're like, whatever, it's grace. I mean, Loram Das right. had the stroke, right? And he was in the wheelchair. Yeah. He was in all that pain, but he said that was the greatest thing that happened to him. Absolutely. It it uh it shook him at the start. Um, but then yeah, he he re rediscovered where he was at and it it filled him with more grace than than I think he was even prepared for. Yeah. What about that time in the Ramayana that was always uh, my favorite part of it, where he says, Hanuman, uh, they, Ram says to Hanuman, who are you, monkey? And Hanuman <laughs> goes, when I don't know who I am, I serve you. And you could finish it. And when I do know, I am you. Right, and I remember being at the Ramdas retreat in 2004, and Ooh. we were talking about the Ramayana, and that was the one part that really affected me. Even hadn't read the whole thing, mm. and we were we just kept talking about that part, and I remember I was telling someone that part, but they knew that part, and I knew that part, and everybody at the table knew that part, but we're just repeating the stories we already know, yep. and I'm crying, and they're crying, and it's all this love, you know? That's, I mean, that is one of the neat things about that book, in my opinion, is is just uh, just how powerful it is. They, It is so, every line is filled with so much love, because uh, Valmiki, the, the original poet of it um he loved ram with all of his being that that is he was you know perhaps another another incarnation of hanuman but he he truly loved ram with all of his being and and was so connected that he was able to to produce this poem in perfect meter and all of every you know it, it was utterly mind-blowing, you know, a miracle in and of itself, just writing the thing. And so those... Well, I remember reading something about he was struggling with lust for his wife, mm-hmm. is how he originally got into writing it. Is, is that true? I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I, I have not heard that story. That wouldn't, anyway, wouldn't be um, surprised. 
Maybe that is true. I have to Google. I'm just going by memory now. I don't remember. Google knows all, even more oh, yeah. than God, more than the gurus. <laughs> anyway, I do not work for Google. This is not an ad. Search Google, search Google. No, that's not an ad. I'm not getting paid for them. <laughs> but if you want to pay, I'm, you guys can. <laughs> uh, no, I'm seriously. I'm not, I don't do any advertisements on the show except to anchor, and it's something I use for the actual podcast. I don't. Absolutely. Like, I see so many spiritual teachers these days that just so quick to sell out deep <laughs> deep pockets chopra is building uh, this empire this capitalistic empire you know oh yeah it's like dude do you really think that's what it's about uh, he's he's got good words but yeah but use. yeah he's rom though that's the country even though he probably doesn't know he's rom he's rom his organization is yep. rom all the people <laughs> following him are rom yeah and yeah that's just just part of there, Leela. Yeah, so I, I feel it's, you know, I, I'm just like, this is just fodder to talk about, really. You know, when mm. it comes down to it, I think we have to lay down our righteousness, lay down our judgment, and just love everybody, love everything. And it's really not a huge accomplishment to love everybody, because guess what? <laughs> Back behind the melodrama, we all have that place inside that loves everybody, right? Exactly. The heart cave that I try and live in as much as I can anymore. Now, I feel before we end this show, we should talk about, you know, how this uh, holy book could be taken the wrong way, perhaps. I mean, there are these religious fundamentalists in all religions uh, uh, that they get so caught up in the finger that points at the moon. They're like, they don't actually (laughs) look at the moon, which is the moon represents the spirit. And the finger is the religion. So they're not looking at where the, the religion's great. It's pointing at the moon, the spirit. But these people that are, I call fundam, fundies or fundamentals, they look at the finger and they get obsessed with the finger and what shape it is. And their finger's better than other fingers. Oh, and, yeah. And it's just like guys measuring their dicks. Five yep. dicks, 20 inches. Mine's four. Mine's, mine's an inch. I got to buy a big truck. Give me a break. <laughs> it's just a decaying flesh popsicle where's your brain gonna be when your body's in the ground and there's a skull you might as well get on with it the only you take with you is your soul this is the only moment there is baby right that's right <laughs> and it's all right to have a sense of humor i think cosmic sense of humor right well yes every i mean when you realize that nothing should be taken seriously it all becomes a joke really quick and you yeah, can, but you not a regular joke, a cosmic all. joke, right? Sure. <laughs> you're like, sure. I mean, okay. No, yeah, and I, I know you're on silly. the same wavelength, Joel. <laughs> I know you appreciate where, where I'm coming from. and uh, But, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to my show that might not necessarily totally get what I'm saying. So are get are being to something different. And they just, you know, a lot of people that listen to Howard Stern, for example, hated him. Huh. You know, I found out that I have right-wing followers. I'm like oh, so left-wing, wow. so spiritual and all that kind of stuff. And I, I never knew that. Yeah. They just love to hate me or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> my wife and I listened to uh, Rudy Giuliani's podcast the other day. Just Are uh, you serious? Oh, we had to check it out. He was doing a book review on 1984, so I had to see if he'd actually read it. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've ever watched. That's classic. I mean, you know. So yeah, people. Uh, everybody loves to 
loves to hate. That's yeah, right. <laughs> part of the game. But anyway, let's uh, we're reaching the end of the show, so I figured we could do a little uh, Ram Nam and just chant Ram for a minute. Yeah. So let's just do that to end the show. You ready? Yes. All right. Ram. 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 All right. This has been Under the Blanket with your host, Baba, here, love. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, don't be shy. Send me a comment and tell me that you like the show on Facebook. You know, Baba, here, love, Facebook. Send me a message. I'll be happy. My ego will be like, yo, somebody <laughs> likes my show. They sent me that they watch these episodes. <laughs> but behind the melodrama, we're here and now, and nothing really matters. But yet it all matters. It all stinks. It's all perfect. It's all real. It's all an illusion. It's all one, and it manifests as many. Can you dig it, Joel? I can dig it. All right. I could dig it. She could dig it. He could dig it. We could dig it. Dig, dig, dig. Until <laughs> next time. Wait, there is no next time. It's here and now. This is it.